Chris Kelsey here with Scott Howell. And on this episode of The First Run, Matt and I are going to discuss Harmony Corrin's latest film, The Beach Bum, starring Matthew McConaughey, Isla Fisher, and Snoop Dogg. We're also going to check out Mercy Black, the latest Bloomhouse horror film that snuck out out of nowhere and showed up on Netflix about a week ago. And it's going to be the return of everybody's favorite role-playing game, Who Dat, this time with Extra Leather. So Matt, though, it's going to be... I'm warning you. I'm just going to warn everybody now. I think I'm going to come in a little hot. You're going to listen to this clip from the beach bump because I had to sit through this whole goddamn thing. You're going to listen to this clip. You are shaking, little ginger goat. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too, sweetie. Well, it's boring here without you. I know, right? I can only imagine. Well, I need you back here in Miami. I need my husband. Eh, civilization. Come on, and I need help with the wedding. Well, I mean, do you really? Heather and I need you to come back home. Nah, you know my home's down here in the Keys with all the burnouts, sweetie. I'm a bottom feeder. I gotta go low to get high. You know that. No, it's here, and we have so many friends and guests coming. Are your friends? No, I don't have any friends. Yes, you do. Well, at least they pretend to be your friends. You know what? Ray just popped over. Oh, what it do? Oh, is that the lounge you're one and only? Man, you already know it, man. I just stopped by to drop off some roses to your lovely wife, man, and keep it pushing. You know what I'm talking about? But I wish you could see Heather. Oh, my goodness. She's just glowing and so glowing? happy about the wedding, baby. Why is she glowing? It's because she's so in love. Ah, she scared me for a minute. Matt. All right. So I've always <laughs> been a little more open to artists taking chances and being a little uh what's the word I'm looking for just when you kind of you um taking risks not so much that but self-indulgent okay hence my affection for Nicholas Wending Refn right so I don't mind if a guy an artist really kind of goes with something and uh, here's the problem Corin brings us nothing so McConaughey plays a beach bum, hence the title, but he's a he's a poet and he is just kind of doing his own thing, man, you know, down in the Keys and living off of his and his mostly his wife played by Isla Fisher's money. And occasionally he writes, but it's mostly about him just getting by, having fun and getting high. That's all he really cares about. And I think this is this hit me about two hours ago, and I'm almost ashamed the fact that, that it hit me just then, that I should have figured this out ahead of time. Because I'm watching this thing, and I wanted to walk out. I, I hated this film, Matt. <laughs> and I don't know if this is just... Because he filmed Spring Break down in Florida, and I guess he lived there for a while. Spring Breakers, excuse me. And he just was... I don't know. He wanted another trip down to Florida? So we decided to come up with the most bare-bones plot he could come up with. I think the problem is, is I'm almost sure that 90% of this thing was improvised while everybody was high. Isla Fisher said on one of the late-night interviews that people were high all the time. I'm like, no fucking shit. I'm watching this thing, and it is a goddamn train wreck. I could spend also an entire episode of this show talking about how much this thing is just a wretched ode to white and rich privilege. And it's just... I. I don't know what it is, Matt. I think that's 
I don't know if it's just that Corn wanted to do something on vacation or if maybe there's something more sinister he's up to with this. But either way, I think he's deliberately fucking with me. I really do. I think maybe <laughs> this is his attempt to kind of capture the essence of the dude and make his own little stoner comedy. And this thing is just a failure. Am I wrong? Um, no. Um, you're a little more apocalyptic than I would have thought you would have been. I mean, because, let's be honest, do any of Corinne's films really have much of a plot? I mean, kids, sort of, but, like, Gummo has absolutely zero plot. Isn't there one, like, Garbage Humpers, where they yeah. hump trash? trash there's no plot. Is it trash humpers, humpers, whatever it is. Yes, excuse me. Either way. There's no plot in that. Um, so, honestly, it's just, like, I knew I was in for this kind of weird, um you know, um, driftless kind of thing, um, directionless kind of thing. And that just like drifted from scene to scene. And I was actually more surprised that we got as much of us as a catalyzing plot point as we did. Um, it was way more than I was expecting. Um, but honestly, I mean, just watching this thing, it is just a caricature of Florida life. That is not even that far off from the truth. And it just made my skin crawl the whole damn time because I was like, yep, those are the, all the awful Florida people. It's so it's, it's, um, it's sadly, it's sadly close, especially to South Florida. Um, just kind of all the stuff that's wrong with that thing. And I, and I, I hesitate because he's trying to like, you know, the big speech towards about, you know, three quarters of the way through the movie about how his whole philosophy of life is just having fun and stuff like that. It's supposed to be like this big profound thing. And it's obviously not. And it makes me wonder if McConaughey was just buying into any of this. Because, I mean, basically he's just playing himself or playing his character from Days and Confused when he's like 50 years old. I mean, that's yeah. basically it. McConaughey, uh, like my notes for this in this is McConaughey is just, he is. There's really no, it, 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 he exists. Yes. <laughs> and just how he's able to just cruise through this life when all these horrible things happening around him. And A... The tone never really shifts, right? right? As all this stuff happens. And also there's never any implications. There's never any consequences for any actions he takes. And it's just it's just frustrating to me. I if if, if I can give this film any positive notes, it'd be a I think that the Zach Efron divergence was at least slightly interesting. When he shows up wearing Jinkos, was hilarious. And I loved his his uh, his shave there, his facial uh-huh. hair manscaping yeah. that I guess yeah. supposedly was inspired by a panini machine. <laughs> uh, literally, I'm not making a joke. And also, there were some interesting shots. This use of color I found interesting at times. But overall, I just couldn't get past what I think is just a sheer arrogance of having to spend... 90 minutes watching this film when he clearly has nothing to say and he's flipping me off the whole time. Mm. Well, I mean, he has also, I mean, my one note that I made about the film is that I didn't know that I wanted a soundtrack that had the cure and yacht rock as every other tune. And I was really happy about that. I was kind of invested in the, uh, the yacht rock that was going on. Um, but I think you're just mad because you're a Florida man now, Chris, this is you, <laughs> this is your home. They're making a critique on your home and it, and it, and it hits a little too close for you. This thing's a disaster, man. <laughs> it's consistent in its tone, which is that no matter financial strife, death, whatever it is, you name it, everything's all right, man. It's all okay. all right. It's all right, man. We're just just trying to have fun, bro. God, it's so. 
I, I said out loud at one point, what the, f-? you know, while watching this thing. <laughs> it was really, it, it was like, it wasn't, I want to say it's snowman bad, but it's different. It's different than that. It's totally different because it's, Cause snowman the snowman was bad because it was just, it was boring. It was completely dull. Whereas this, it could at least generate an emotion in you. Whereas the snowman couldn't even manage that. Even if that mo- that emotion was seeding hatred, at least it, can- it got something going for you. For me, it was for you. It was seeding hatred. For me, it was disgust, and I just wanted to forget everything that I was seeing because it just reminded me of all the bad things that uh, that go on down in that uh, America's, America's dong down there. So in the notes, so I do the write-up for the show, which I don't know if anybody ever reads any write-ups of any shows of any podcast, <laughs> but I wrote that it's Harmony Corrin's latest project is what my note says. And when I looked at what I typed up, I wrote last. <laughs> so subconsciously, part of me You're is really like, hoping? I don't want anybody associated with this film to ever make another movie. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to make a film after watching no. this thing. No. I don't know. Or at least I should be stopped. I don't know. But, but I mean, just... the man made a made a film called Trash Humpers about guys in old man masks humping garbage cans. I mean, let's just... That's the nadir of but what I, he had to But do. I'm up for that kind of stuff traditionally, right? I'm up for kind of esoteric, experimental stuff. But this is just... You're just not used to You just don't want to give Snoop Dogg and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey free reign to riff? On just to do anything they they're want just to. high and ad-libbing this whole thing is really what i think most of it is and it's just it's horrible it's horrible yeah, it is it is so i'm it giving is. the beach bum a d minus the only reason why i didn't give it an f was because a i enjoyed the zach efron pop-up and as uh, i said there are some interesting shots all right cinematography um, wise there's some interesting things to look at and the use of color is was fun go ahead yeah um I'm going to give it a D. Um, I didn't get angry about it like Chris did. I was just kind of disgusted by it and just like, yep, this is about what I expected. Still not gummo, like, you know, Heartland disgust stuff, but pretty bad. As always, every episode of the show is mastered for a particular listening experience. And this one, of course, is best listened to while slamming your head into a wall over and over and over again. At a, at a Jimmy Buffett concert in Key West. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is I can't stand Jimmy Buffett. And he plays a very large role in this thing. <laughs> and the guy's poetry is not even good. No. God, they I, couldn't even, they couldn't God even sell it. the poetry. Oh, you've got a chance to see the beach bum. Dear, why? Shoot me an email. <laughs> feedback at thefirstrun.com. Oh, I'm going to take got to get out of it, Chris. That's going to be you. You stay in Florida more than five years. That's it. That's, that's going to be you. I can't imagine. You're going to get pulled down. Fine. So, Matt, coming up on Blu-ray and DVD this upcoming Tuesday, April 9th, was a film when we first heard it announced we were both really excited for. And when it came out, we didn't even see it. Now, I still want to check it out because I can't imagine it's this bad considering who's involved. But I don't know. I'm gonna, You know what? I'm going to watch it within the next two weeks. I guarantee it. And then we'll see if we get Matt on board too. But here's a clip. I should like to send a telegram. Grace? Stop. Are you awake? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, you're such a pretty doctor, lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm quite sure this is a good idea. This is wonderful. 
The, the combination of the late hour and your drunkenness allows for communication of exceptional honesty. Quite right. Mm. I will call it an intoxogram, and no one shall ever regret sending one. Now, ask her what she's wearing. What are you wearing? Stop. Bloomers? <laughs> Probably. What colour? Stop. <laughs> A brassiere? <laughs> I'd wager you'd look good in anything. Wonderful. Are you positive I shan't regret this in the morning? <laughs> you absolutely will. Yeah, so that's uh, Holmes and Watson. That's our boys Farrell and John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Do you know that, that that movie did so poorly that it ended the McKay Farrell production company? They've, Are you they've, serious? They've, they've dissolved it, yes. I had no idea it was that bad. Yeah, oh yeah. Wow. I can't believe that's that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really. It wasn't yeah, Vice. It, no, it was it was not. It was not. I guess at least Vice made some money. But it couldn't have cost much to make that thing. Hold on, let's find out together, folks. Holmes and Watson. <clears throat> let's play some on hold music. Do 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 do. Forty two forty two million. <laughs> It made forty, so they they lose two one and a half two million, and then they gotta f- pull up stakes. You know what it uh, is? I bet you it's it's just gonna re show up. They just closed it up so then they don't have to pay anybody. You think that's what it is? They go, yeah. Sorry, we're <laughs> we're bankrupt. We're, we're we're closed. Have to pay the creditors. Wow, I don't. I just can't imagine. It's is it? Can it be that bad? I mean, it's it's our boys. I don't know. It didn't do very well. Step Brothers didn't do very well critically, and I think this gets better every time I see it. So, eleven percent Rotten Tomatoes, Holmes and Watson. <laughs> wow. I think it's one of those things that I see a lot with the kind of these comedies when you have a lot of really great, smart, funny people. Is that every now and then, you know, because they do they'll do a script and then they do an ad libs, right? Right. And I swear to God, I think every now and then one of these things pop out and they pick all the wrong all the wrong scenes sure like the house yeah that's yeah. a great example a lot of brilliant people involved in that thing and they just i think went the wrong way in the editing room so if you want to pick up holmes and watson there's a big chance includes the line of rama we can watch improv come alive as the actors embrace sherlock holmes canon there's 18 deleted scenes and then a featurette on the working relationship between will and john the ruth bader ginsburg Film on the basis of sex is being released. A couple of making of featurettes included on that. I'd like to check that one out at some point, but it doesn't seem to there was never seemed to really any big buzz on that one. No, so, not really. No, it's supposed no. to be pretty solid. Yeah. Zemeckis' latest film, Welcome to Marwin, which tanked and is supposedly doesn't, it doesn't have very good reviews either. That's the one with right. Steve Carell. Includes some deleted scenes and some making of featurettes. A Dog's Way Home, Matt, is being released. That's one where I think they spoil the film in the trailer. They show him running to the owner at the end of the movie. So I guess, I mean, it's even in the title, A Dog's Way Home, so he's going to get home. But it's one of those little cute pup movies that are all the rage now. Berlin, I Love You, starring Kira Knightley, Helen Mirren, Jim Sturgis, and Diego Luna. They had an all-star cast and a sparkling film from the producers of Paris, Jetame, set against the vivid backdrop of Berlin. Weaves 10 stories of compassion, redemption, acceptance into a rich tapestry of life and love. New to Blu-ray, Criterion is giving us two Jarmusch films, Stranger Than Paradise and Night on Earth. 
Includes new high-definition restored transfers of both. Some Super 8 films by Jarmusch from back in the day. Uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So you're a big Jarmusch fan. Uh, now's your chance to pick these up on Blu-ray. Matt, have you seen the trailer for his zombie movie? Yeah, I am really excited. Like, I like Jim Jarmusch movies, but this is the first one that I can say I'm actually very excited to go see. Yeah, uh, as am I. So this one, that's going to be a lot of fun. But you can pick those up from Criterion on Blue. Shout Factory, Matt, is releasing a movie I did not know existed. I'm going to see if you did. But reading about this, I think I have to watch it. The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. No. New to me. The subtitle there, the catch line is Black Belt versus Black Magic. (laughs) Professor Van Helsing, played by Peter Cushing, and Count Dracula, played by John Forbes Robinson, meet again in this spectacular kung fu horror thriller set in the village of Ping Kwe. After learning about the seven golden vampires of the village, He Ching, Vanessa Byrne, and May offer to guide Van Helsing and his son, Ping Q, to free it from the curse of Count Dracula. It's a brand new 2K remaster of the film with new audio commentary with author film historian Bruce Hallenbeck and two other uh, interviews. I had no idea, though, that there was a Peter Cushing starring horror film martial arts movie. And <laughs> I think like, this is something I have to absolutely see. The Iguana with the Tongue of Fire is being released. There's a new 2K restoration of that from the original 35mm camera negative. Matt, this is one of the lesser known, but supposedly pretty good uh, Italian giallo films. And there's a whole bunch of special features on this. I believe this is an Arrow release. New audio commentary by giallo connoisseurs, Adrian Smith, David Flint, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Shout Factory is also releasing Talk to Me. This is the John, excuse me, the Don Cheadle film where he plays Ralph Waldo P.D. Green. The immensely entertaining, inspiring true story of about ex-convict Green who talks his way into an on-air gig with program director Dewey Hughes, played by Chiwetel Ejiofor. Severn Films is releasing the Hemisphere Box of Horrors. Includes the Torture Chamber of Dr. Sadism, The Black Cat, The Blood Drinkers, Blood of the Vampires, Brain of Blood. All 2K remasters and all will be available individually. Shot Factory is also releasing This Gun for Hire. One of Hollywood's classic hard-boiled thrillers and a favorite of suspense film lovers, though I sadly haven't heard from it. Adapted from Graham Greene's novel. A couple Charles Bronson movies being released on Blu-ray for the first time. Cold Sweat and Rider on the Rain. And then, Matt, your straight-to-DVD pick of the week is The Meat Market. From the depths of hell, they have returned to walk the earth. Two ex-security agents discover what may be the real cause of what the TV news reports as animal attacks. Argenta and Chirac are former employees of a company they knew to be conducting bizarre medical experiments. What has resulted are not animal attacks, Matt, but attacks by humans turned into vicious, decomposing, cannibalistic zombies. It, but aren't they all? Is that is that repetitive, cannibalistic zombies? I guess so, yeah. I mean, and they're not actually eating zombies. That would be a cannibalistic zombie, uh, yeah. right? Because people are not zombies. There you go. Their efforts to stem the violence in vain, hunted by the authorities. They escape the city just as it's engulfed in chaos. Their only hope lies in finding and organizing the few remaining survivors. What they find, three vampire women armed with high-tech weaponry, a deranged and washed-up Mexican wrestler, a wounded soldier, and a scientist who may know more than he lets on, offer more questions than answers. These few must band together, Matt, to defeat the hordes of the undead before they are themselves consumed by the new order, the meat market. Contains cannibalism, gore, and more. 
What should we be streaming this week? Um, so in honor of the beach bum, um, I'm going to recommend no. a no. much better. We're not saying in honor of in that film <laughs> because we watched the beach bum. Continue. Because we watched the beach bum, I'm going to recommend a much better stoner film. Uh, Pineapple Express is available on Netflix. Um, is the story of uh, dealer James Franco and um, stoner customer Seth Rogen get into some hot water uh, when they witness the crime of a drug dealer. And it has a wonderfully unhinged Danny McBride being his jerkiest, most Danny McBride, which since at least the last movie he was in. Yeah. I, do you think he's ever going to do something else, something more, more dramatic or something? Or is he yeah, just... it's like, he has his one note thing and he's just going to stick with it. Listen, if you know your lane and you can, you make a ton of money at it, run with it, baby. You know, I I'm not going to give you a hard time about it. It's very true. So, all right. That sounds good. Matt, let's go ahead and jump ahead to the Bloomhouse film that just popped up on Netflix. That is Mercy Black. Let's hear a clip. I have filed the papers for your release. What? It's okay. It's okay. You're ready for this. This is such good news for you. I don't think that's such a good idea. If you stay here, your life will be defined by your past, whether you remember it or not. And you were meant for so much more. Doc, Dr. Ward, Edda, do you really believe in that? Yes. I choose to. Such so Janine Garofalo, along with our star, and playing Mariana Hess. What happens is Miss Hess was involved in something quite a while ago. And let's put it this way. Basically, it's a supernatural take on the Slender Man meme. Right, Matt? I think that's the best way to quick description without spoiling anything. Well, yeah, and it's specifically the Slender Man case with the two girls in real life. There you go. So, Matt, Bloomhouse has been churning out some great little horror films for years now. And then kind of without any warning, notification, any announcements, any media, this thing just popped up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. and Matt, is there a reason for that? Yeah, I think there's definitely a reason for that because this is not that good. Um, it's uh, a pretty milk toast, boring uh, film. Um, and as Chris was saying with The Beach Film, that he wanted to walk out. Um, I was this close, this close, internet people, to shutting it off because I was about an hour into this thing and it was just not going anywhere for me. I just... I. It was really it was getting really hard to pay attention to it um, because especially since people are rewatching Game of Thrones and in advance of the next season and I wanted to watch that, you know, and I'm watching this on my computer, but I digress. I watched it for you guys and I regret that. See, I don't think it's that bad. And I think I dropped the uh, ball in the beginning. It's, Mar- it's uh, Marion Hess is played by Daniela Pineda, who was actually last in Jurassic Park Lost World. So over okay. two. Sure. Um, and that's right. Was it, is it Lost World? No. What's the most recent one with Chris Pratt? Uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, yeah sure. It, really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter at all. I didn't hate this thing, Matt. I think it may be I, a little too... It's a little too reliant on jump scares. Mm. And I think how the film tries to tell its story through these intermittent flashbacks and visual cues that are kind of supposed to ratchet up the tension don't really do that. Right. Uh, but I think generally, I think it's relatively well shot and its use of color and framing. I appreciate it. I think it does a reasonably good job of setting up the mood. Um, though I didn't find it that terribly scary. 
And unfortunately, the monster at the heart of the film needs a little more work. Mm. See, here's the thing, Chris. I don't think I'm not saying it was in it was beach bum bad, but this is this is this is my problem. Horror movies and comedies, you have one job. It's either to scare me or to make me laugh. And if you can't do either of those things, then you're absolutely failing at what you exist to do. So if if this can't be suspenseful, I don't care, you know, how well shot it is at least be interesting and it's, it's just not it's just boring and i, I guess i don't say it's it's terrible it, it's it's okay but it's like that's not that's 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 meant as the insult it sounds like yeah i mean now we have stuff like hereditary and follows i mean all this stuff out there now that's mm-hmm. uh that's fair it's listen there's some interesting i think turns there's a plot shifts in here that i could have been interesting Maybe if the film focused focused more on peer pressure and feelings of inadequacy and kind of all the horrors that revolve in that if somebody is not well, uh, maybe there could have been something a little more deep here. But unfortunately, not so much. Um, mm. I've, I've found it creepier, but I'm starting to wonder if that's because I watch it with my little surround sound headset on. Okay. I think the now granted the thing really telegraphs what's going to happen with its musical cues, which I think is really is a fault of of some of these horror films where they don't right. they still do that and it's it's just a it's just a mistake. So but I found it reasonably effective. At, listen, for your straight to video horror films, you could do a hell of a lot worse. We'll put it that uh, way. Sure. Sure. So, okay, fine. We put enough qualifiers on it. That's true. Yes. So I gave it. it a C, Matt. What do you have for Mercy Black? Uh, I gave it a D plus. I'm still waiting for. I've got some high hopes for a couple horror movies in in this uh, year, um, but obviously this is not the gem that I was hoping it for. I'm really h- hanging on my hopes either on um, Brightburn, which I think looks actually suitably creepy, or uh, Midsummer. Hopefully, one of those will not let me down. Yeah, I'm. I think Midsummer is going to be really good. But mm. We'll get there. Hopefully, if you've had a chance to see Mercy Black, shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. As always, would love to hear your thoughts. Matt, it's time to get a little freaky. <laughs> it's time for going to do some little role playing. Oh, Remember, boy. my safe word is cinnamon. Cinnamon? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Let's go ahead and jump into Hudat. Master Skywalker, we need you to bring the Jedi back because Kylo Ren is strong with the dark side of the Force. Without the Jedi, we won't stand a chance against him. What do you know about the Force? It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Lesson one, sit here, legs crossed. The Force is not a power you have. It's not about lifting rocks. It's the energy between all things, the tension, the balance that binds the universe together. Okay. But what is it? Ryan Johnson has ruined Star Wars. Uh, I can't even take it anymore. I I can't even take it anymore. Listening to Star Wars fans. Air Quotes fans. You are Ryan Johnson. Yeah. So what really happened that led you not to do that new trilogy? And then also, I just read today, 
that you have no problems with Abrams retconning Ray's parents to actually be somebody. Mm. Um, you know what, Chris? Um, I'm just tired of all the hate mail. I'm tired of people leaving flaming packs of uh, dog poo on my uh, front porch. Um, tired of these uh, people crawling out of their basement to throw rotten eggs at my house. I really don't care. I mean, it's just a film. Um, I think I produced a particularly good film. Um, maybe not everybody agrees with my choices, and that's that's fine. Um, there's this guy on this podcast listen to the first run, uh, Matt Howell, who does not necessarily agree with all of the choices that were made in the uh, Last Jedi. Um, and I, but I respect him for that. Um, but I, I just I can't deal with these so-called true fans because it's really I never realized how toxic the uh, the Star Wars fan base is, and it's really actually quite sad. Well, you know what? That's an earnest and honest answer, mm. and I can't really fault you for that. It's it's sad to me, though, that he's not going to do that trilogy now. Mm. You know? But... Yeah, it's really... and I best just, for him. It is best for him, but I, I don't know really what is going on with this, because this fan, quote, backlash, you know... Like, I don't know what it is that they want. They complained that Seven was too much like, you know, the beats of New Hope. And they didn't like the differences in The Last Jedi. And these people, like, adore, they adore the prequel trilogy, which should automatically negate everything that they have to say. Yes, you just, I'm telling you, dude, go on some Star Wars fan groups on, like, Facebook or anything like that. They... Lo- the people the kid the people that grew up with the uh the the prequel trilogies they love it like people in like they're like late 20s now mid 20s thir- early 30s they like they hold these things up like even more they like them better than the original trilogy so these people are insane to me that they think that those films are good um but they do that's insane to me too it I is had no idea that they i had no idea there were they had this additional love for the original tri- oh mean, yeah they, the, uh, i'm sorry you you mean the prequels. The prequel trilogy, yes. That's yes. insane to me. That's crazy. Yes. It is. In, it is. I can't even tell you how many... I've been sucked into Flame Worlds being like, just like, guys, on any level that you put this on, these are not good films. These are not well acted. They're not well scripted. There's no good... The direction is subpar. Like, really, what are you guys talking about? And they they do not want to hear it. I don't get it. Maybe I'm just an old touch out man. I'm yelling at clouds. But I, I don't be. know. You're very much in the get off my lawn stage of your life. I am, certainly am. Hey, man, I've got a few more months till 40, so I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, friend, it's all downhill. Is it? As soon as I hit 40, like the clock strikes midnight and everything's just going to go south. You know what happened to me a couple weeks ago? Um, I, like, was doing some yard work, Mm -hmm. and I overextended myself in my abilities physically. (laughs) Even though I've been going to the gym, got a personal trainer, losing some weight, feeling better. But my knees took a beating that day. Yeah. And they have not been the same since. Been weeks. <laughs> weeks. You can't bounce when back. I kneel down or whatever the case may be, I have to push myself back up. It's like, oh, God. So wait for that. You, do you cricket? Do you pop? Like, creak well, I've been pop popping for years, though. I have, a, I, have a, I have like a tricked ankle that pops every time I walk. So You need to get some glucosamine, man. You got to get up on that supplement game. Let's right. do it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think the uh, vegan diet would help with all that stuff, but no. no way. 
you need the you need the the souls of animals to to heal your body. <laughs> need that collagen, son. That only comes from bones. Eat so that shit. I know you were struggling. Did you end up coming up with anything? Or yeah, no? I came up with three. I I don't know how good they are, but I got them. So right, I'll make them good. All right, very good. All right, so you are first run favorite, Taika with TT. All right, and it's been confirmed that you are going to direct the live action Akira film. Ooh. So Taika, I mean, yes. why do you think whitewashing Akira is a good idea? Am I doing that? I wouldn't do that. Uh, the thing is being taken place. It's taking place in America. Um, I forget somewhere like Neo LA or some crap like that. Um, but yeah, white actors. Um, yeah. From what I understand that has not changed. Well, because here's, let me explain to you why. Cause if you want to watch the original, if you want to see the original, watch the original. All right. We're doing an adaptation of the story and setting it in LA. I'm very likely may still cast an Asian actor to star in it. Mm. Maybe. I Possibly. But we're doing an adaptation of that thing. So if you want to watch the original, watch the original. All right. I'm a very smart, kind of sensitive guy. I get it. All right. So don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. I'm not, this is not a uh, um, Emma Stone, whatever that Hawaii movie thing was. Right. Mm. it's going to be fine. You got to trust me on this. Did you like Thor Ragnarok? I did. Did you like what we do I, in the shadows? I, I did. Well, then shut I up. It. I got it. All right. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry for doubting you, sir. That's cool, man. It's cool. Now I got to go run out. I got tickets to the beach bump. I'm a big harmony. <laughs> you love what he has. He, what he brings. I'm hosting a festival of, yeah. of all of his films <laughs> here in LA. In New Pretty Zealand. Good. It's going to be in New Zealand, actually. It's, yeah. it's like Firefest, but for Corin fans. Matt, I feel like I, now that I'm looking at my, my Houdat, I want to pocket it for our Avengers discussion. Either way, you're okay. Kevin, you're Kevin, because you're Kevin Feige, Matt. What's next? Sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I listened to this podcast, the first run, and I heard that they're going to do this. Uh, we're going to talk about maybe after Avengers Endgame, what Marvel stories we would like to see, what they would like to see. So I'm going to listen to them and see what they have to say, because I may take some ideas from that. But in the meantime, um, my initial films, um, well, I've got Doctor Strange 2 coming out. Um, I've got uh, I've got another Black Panther film. That's on lockdown. Um uh, Guardians three, and then I've got something called the Shang Shang Li Shang Chi, which I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah you don't know um, the martial art, the kung fu master. Shang no, that one, I, that one slipped by my radar. No, I wonder uh, what that was cashing in on at the time. Who could? What could that have? Who been? could think? Yeah, maybe, maybe my favorite podcast, the first one, did a, did a, a review of a, a marathon of films that that might have been cashing in on. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, I don't worry. I've got this. I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but we're going to give you some sequels that you guys have been craving, and then we're going to build into something even, now, even better. Did you scrap your plans once the Fox deal was finalized? Oh, yeah. I mean, this thing is all in flux. I mean, um, okay, yes, you're getting the Eternals, apparently. Um, why, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we're going to bring in the X-Men in there somewhere. Yeah, we're going to bring the human stuff was such a massive hit. It was. Uh, but, you know, we've got all that. We've got most of our toys back. And, uh 
you know what? I think uh, I think really what's next? I'm gonna have to rejigger this whole thing, and I'm I think I'm gonna have a make a Doom movie that'll make uh, Crispy Descalzo very happy. Doctor Doom. A Doctor Doom movie, yes. Uh, it would be nice to see Doctor Doom finally be done right. Mm. I'm hoping. All right, that's acceptable. What do you got? All right. Um, you're Jared Leto, okay? Yeah. Yep. Are you going to be sane with this whole Morbius the Living Vampire thing? Have you learned your lessons from the Joker? Well, it's going to be a whole different thing. Think more like the Marvel Comics Morbius Vampire version of Dallas Buyers Club. That's the kind of intensity and performance I'm going to bring to this thing. <laughs> I will be the first man to get an Oscar for a superhero film. Well, second. Second. After Heath Ledger. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Don't worry. No, no, no. It's not going to be Joaquin Phoenix and his whole Joker thing. No. Because, first off, that director hasn't really made a good movie, I think, ever-ish. So, I'm going to sneak right in there. And I'm going to... You're going to see a vampire super villain anti-hero venom type thing and it's gonna be great you're gonna love it okay i'm excited i mean hey tom hardy venom made made money despite of i mean apparently it's not very good from what i understand but you do you and you're no tom hardy sir you are no tom hardy how dare let's just get that clear let's just get that clear i have more oscars than tom hardy does yeah, well, he's still better than you. Did he get an Oscar for that? For Dallas Buyers Club? He did, didn't he? I, I did. Didn't I? He didn't get Although he wasn't working for a dream. I could have sworn he won for Dallas Buyers. I mean, I won for Dallas Buyers Club. Did I not? Did I not win? <laughs> I did win. How do you like that? Oh, there you go. I'm surprised you didn't talk about Jonah Hill in his in his crazy southern accent from the beach pub too. By oh the way. God, <laughs> I'd forgotten all about Jonah Hill in that thing. Jonah Hill was in a different movie. I think he was just showing up doing his thing. It was doing a very it made terrible me hate Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was doing in that. I don't. God, Jonah Hill, what are you doing? Oh my God, the thing is so bad. <laughs> It's offensive in how bad it is to me. <laughs> I love how angry you are about it. It's because you really, you're it's because you're a Florida man now. You should That's have seen why. me walking out of that theater, Matt. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? That's like you. But people in the theater, there were a handful of people, old people watching that, that theater with me at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning, and uh, they were enjoying it. They were laughing their butts off. God, I think I laughed once. And I can't remember what it was because the anger just <laughs> overtook everything. When it was when it was over, <laughs> the credits. Yeah, mm-hmm. Matt, you're James Cameron. I read today that I Vin Diesel has a role in the Avatar sequels. Is that supposed to get me excited about these movies? Yeah, man. Vin Diesel is one of the biggest stars uh, in the in the in the, in the world right now. He's been in. He's a part of the MCU. He's in the. He's got a Fast and Furious franchise. I mean, he's obviously no Sam Worthington, but you know who is I'm Sam Worthington? <laughs> who is Sam Worthington these days? I mean, I can't go out and just get Jay Courtney, so I had to get the Netflix thing and get uh, Vin Diesel. You know, I had no idea what Vin Diesel's real name is. Do you know what it is? <laughs> no. 
Mark Sinclair. Is it? I do know that he is a huge Dungeons and Dragons fan for sure. Is he? I do know that. Yeah, he is. He he still plays Dungeons and Dragons. He loves it. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Well, it's Michelle Rodriguez in this film too, so obviously I had to bring the the band back together. Did she survive the first Avatar? I don't even remember. Who? I, I don't think anybody remembers it. anything about those damn movies. I know Sigourney Weaver's in them. Sam Worthington was in it. I know the voices was always Altana is in it as well. Yep, and then I think I'm out. Yeah, and they made some pretty dope rides at Disney World with them. So I haven't, I haven't, I haven't partaken. Mm. Sorry, sorry, Avatar fans, fan, whoever you are out there. There is, I, I, I say it every time. There is no film that was that successful. Not few films have been that had less of a cultural impact than I think Avatar. Like nobody, you don't see kids with their Avatar T-shirts and their lunch boxes, right? No mm-hmm. one's running around and pretending that they're uh, a Navi. Is that it, Navi? Right? Did I remember that correctly? Yeah, you did. Good job. Nobody unobtainium. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's up there with with Beach Bum and how offensive it is. <laughs> unobtainium. Dear God, man. Oh uh, gosh. All right, let's let's. I'm I'm just I'm distraught. Give me the last one so we can go. All right. So I don't I don't want to spoil anything for you guys um, out there in TV land because this is a this is kind of a cheat question. But we've both seen the film, so I kind of want to ask it. So I'm gonna. All right. So just just be careful, Chris. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, I am. Um. So Shazam's come out. It's doing yeah. really well. Yeah. At this point, do we even need a Black Adam movie? Oh yeah, for sure. You tease sure? him in the film. And you need to see. We're going to have a sequel to Shazam, so this is the next logical step. He is the the Bizarro to his Superman, right? The Joker to his Batman. He is his arch rival. Mm. So yeah, no, yeah, of course. And he got the big star power of the Rock. You think that uh, Shazam did well? You throw Dwayne in there, and it's game over, man. That thing is going to make a ton of cash. I think that. Well, I don't want to jump into Shazam. See if it's good or not. But I think that it's done. It's successful enough. It will be in the end that will merit a sequel. And now you're gonna have the Rock in it. No, no, no. I'm not asking whether Black Adam should be in a Shazam film. I'm asking if Black Adam should have his own film, which is what they've been talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it depends on what version of Black Adam they go with, right? So there's the anti-hero version from the, you know, the JSA comic series. Initially, he was always a bad guy, but now he's like a, he's more of a, I don't want to say misunderstood, but a not, he's an anti-hero. He's got his principles. He's got his principles. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'd rather just see, I think I, maybe I answered it the first time without realizing it. I think I'd rather see him as a Shazam villain than I want to see him in a Venom movie. Right, I don't want to see him in his own anti-hero film. I'd rather see True. him. I'd rather see Dwayne Johnson as the bad guy, the bad guy, yeah. I'm going up against Billy. I think that's the way to go. So no, no Black Adam movie, please. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Rock. That's very big of you. I appreciate that. Well, I that's, think that's right. right. It's right. me, huh? Never mind. Yeah. yeah, I do want it. I need my <laughs> own. I don't have me reset. I don't have a real identifying franchise. You don't think of, there's no franchise you think about and they go, yeah, that's Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, we've tried now. Is it Jumanji? I don't think so. We tried Jumanji, G.I. Joe, Fast and the Furious. And they keep trying with Fast and the Furious. 
but it's not happening. It's not happening. He doesn't have his Christopher Reeve Superman role as Michael Keaton Batman or Christian Bale Batman. He doesn't have his William Shatner Captain Kirk. It's just his Mark Hamill Luke Skywalker. He doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising to me because he's such a... I mean, it's surprising to me as me because I am such a charismatic guy and everybody loves me. <laughs> I bet you if you dug into me and found out a lot of stuff about you might not like me considering some of my views and certain things. But generally, <laughs> I'm a pretty good-looking... Good-looking, yes, but, you know... Go with the flow, nice guy, I'm respectful, I'm cool, I'm funny. So there's a lot to like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I haven't gotten it. Maybe it's a a remake of this martial arts um, vampire movie. <laughs> the Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Maybe I gotta do that. I don't know. But um, yes, I'm all for a Black Adam movie. You'd be stupid not to make it because all I do is make money. There you go. Drop that mic. Two answers oh, for yeah. the price of one. Right. Like that was like more like four answers for the price of one. Well, so. hey, you know, for how much you pay to listen to this show, I don't want to hear it. That's right. That's very true. Well, that was fun. Ish. <laughs> the beach bum sucks, people. Don't go see it. Man, Chris hasn't been this angry about a film since Sucker Punch. God. Have you been this angry? When was the last film like this that we reviewed that you were this angry about? Snowman would be the closest, I think. Yeah, you were pretty bad about Snowman. What was the other one that you were telling me that you almost walked out of? Or you that was even closer? You told me you forget. I forget what it was. I'm blanking too. Mm. I don't remember at all. But maybe it was a snowman. Snowman was bad. This is bad too. You could have had a whole franchise with that stuff, but oh no. We had to be totally inept. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Feedback at the first run.com. How would you answer as those people? I'd like to know. No, really, I would. Next week, it's going to be a big double feature match. Shazam and Pet Cemetery. The Big Red Cheese has hit the big screen. Man, I blew that. I should have said the Big Red Cheese has hit the silver screen or the big silver screen. Really, some little alliteration. That would have been nice. Man, I'm bad at this. Shazam and Pet Cemetery. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a search for the first run. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Eventually you will find us. The recording of the podcast, recorded live, warts and all, is available on YouTube as well. Just go ahead and search for us. And then finally, we can buy hard copies of the show at your local Circuit City every week. Matt, let's go ahead and take an extended break. And we will see you all soon. The Beach Bumps. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell.